Good afternoon. Uh, you're listening to Faye on the All Talk Show on this glorious Tuesday afternoon uh, at the end of June. That rhymes. Um, I'm joined by Sammy, who has kindly agreed to come on the show today to talk about um, our experiences of Camp America. Um, um, now, me and Sammy have both had a different experience of camp and we've been to different places. So anybody that's listening who's thinking about maybe doing Camp America or having a different kind of experience traveling or going to work abroad this is the um, show for you so I'm going to start off by introducing Sammy and then um, if she uh, doesn't mind I'm sure she'll go into a bit more detail about her experiences Sammy welcome to the all talk show hello hello um, <clears throat> so we were talking off air a little bit about um, Camp America and we realized we had quite a lot in common in terms of our what we'd experienced even though we were on two different journeys mm-hmm. so I thought I'd start off by um, maybe asking you a few questions and I'll interject at say, points or you can ask me the same question and we'll just see, you know, have some fun with it and we'll just see if our experiences are in fact very similar or very different and I'm sure any listeners will be really sort of interested to see how, how different or similar they were. Um, so first of all, can I start off by asking you, Sammy, when did you do Camp America? So I've done it twice. So I did it once in 2014 after mm-hmm. I left university to travel. And then uh, I did it again um, last year um, because it was more of a specialised role in what I in the work I do now, and I wanted to do that. And because I'd already done it before, it wasn't as daunting, and I knew what to expect. So I did it again. <laughs> Brilliant. In a and different camp, two different camps. Two different camps. Yeah. So I've only done it once, and I did it in um, yeah June to August 2014, which I think is when you went yeah, on one of me. them which is really coincidental. Um, and I'm sorry, where were you based again for both of them? Ah, so the first one was in uh, Washington State and then the second one was in upstate New York. Okay, so again, very different or? Yeah, they were very different and the camps were very different as well. The first one was more for, um, well, it was a weekly camp, so you had different kids every week, which was nice because you got to, you know, meet lots of different kids and then after the week's over, you get a little break and everyone gets to socialize with each other. Um, and they were, came from more lower-income families, so the kids were really sweet and it was just really nice and wholesome. Whereas the second camp, it was for kids that were there all summer, so mm-hmm. it was quite expensive, so the kids were from quite wealthy families, um, which means they had like a load more activities <laughs> to do. But um, yeah, you get to really bond with the kids that are there the whole, the whole summer. Yeah, I also did it in Seattle, but in Seattle, uh, sorry, Washington State, so not DC, the other one. Um, and I found we were actually quite near Canada. Uh, we flew into Tacoma, I think it is. Yes, it's not Tacoma, too far. Yeah. yeah. Um, and why did you, what sort of made you think first time round, I'd like to do this? What was your kind of motive for wanting to go and have this experience? The first time I wanted to travel and see America, because um, it's good, you get your flights included and then after the camp is finished you get a bit of money to spend if you want to go traveling after and after I finished the camp I ended up going all down the west coast for like a month and traveling around which was awesome um, so that was my motivation to want to go that and kind of figuring out if I could work with kids and you know like experience some activities outside that kind of thing 
Brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly very similar to yourself. I'd never been to America, always wanted to go. Thought, what's a cheaper way of doing it where I can earn some money there and see parts of America I've always wanted to see. Um, and like you, I just wanted a new experience. I had a lot of experience with children in the UK, but not overseas. And at the time I was about to embark on a teaching qualification. So for me, it was the kind of final seal the deal, see if it was where I wanted to kind of be. Um, and just like you say, have those experiences and live a little bit. Um, what was your camps like then? So what were they, were they similar? Were they different? What was your kind of job role and what did it sort of entail? They were very different. Um, the first time it was very full on. I was a camp counselor. So you, you're basically like their parent for the whole time they're there. And you only get two hours break a day um, away from the kids to you know, shower usually <laughs> but um but it is it's very exhausting it's fun and you, you have to be very organized because you've got to be at certain places at certain times they want to do all their different activities if you're taking them all as a group they will you've got to get them all decided on one thing and uh you got to watch out for bullying and how the kids are interacting with each other and making sure everyone gets along it's just very exhausting Whereas the second time, I went as a um, activity specialist. Uh, specialist. <laughs> so I, um, I was, I wasn't really involved with um, keeping track of the kids constantly. It was more just ones that are in my activity on the slots that they had to be, um, which was super fun because then I obviously loved the activity I was doing. So I got to do that all the time, and uh, you know, teach the kids and, and that kind of thing. Um, so it was a little less pressure than mm -hmm. than the you know the parent world where yeah you're very you've worked <laughs> yeah it sounds that sounds amazing you've had two very contrasting yeah. experiences mine was um, so like you said about the two hour break I was based in a, a disability camp um, and they specialised in uh, taking anybody with a range of disabilities so I worked with people from Down syndrome to muscular sclerosis to uh, people in wheelchairs to dyslexia autism anybody that qualified as being disabled basically and for me it was amazing because because I, when I decided I wanted to go into teaching uh, in, in the UK, I mean, before I went, I knew I wanted to work with SEM, Special Educational Needs, and I knew I wanted to kind of be a SENCO or work with um, the sort of children that need more support. So for me, it was brilliant that they happened to choose me because obviously, I'm sure you know, in camp, they often choose you where you go. So I felt very lucky that I was placed in a disabled camp because it gave me a, a wide range of experience in those three months. Um, but also how hard it is at times and you know depending on how the more complex the needs of a person the harder obviously your job becomes and obviously you wouldn't change that you love what you do but it did put a lot of strain on me at times depending on and some, some of them would be very mild in their disability and were quite independent mm. but a lot of them required like personal care so I was you know accountable for personal care for organising um, the activities because I was like you said I was a, I was a cabin counsellor and then when we got there I was kind of promoted to cabin leader which was great I got a bit of extra pay I had more responsibility and my job was to organize the activities every single day look after the dietary needs make sure everyone's well-being is okay uh, if anyone was kind of you know being naughty or uh, was keeping everybody awake we'd have like a, another section of the count where we would have to go and monitor that so it was if you were cabin leader your work was a lot more cut out than if you say you were a counsellor um, 
but it was a fantastic experience and like you say it really tests you at times yeah you've got to be very organized yeah yes. resilient yeah um exactly. not easily giving up i think mm. um so let's talk about the kind of people that were there then so when i did it we were there was like 20 brits we all kind of flew in from the uk we didn't know each other at the start we all just flew into tacoma but when we got there we noticed there were seven people that were hired from america so they were brilliant because they were our kind of tour guides and they showed us around and they you know obviously there's that very mild language conversion i remember there was one really uh, comic moment where it wasn't funny at the time but one of the children had had an accident and i really needed a plaster and out of frustration i was like a plaster I need a plaster and this girl just went do you need a band-aid and yeah. I was like yeah one of those so yeah they really helped with like conversing with you know those differences and sort of showing us around and where to go when yeah. we were off duty which wasn't very often but we did we're off duty for like you say two hours a day so what was what was your kind of and we didn't have many boys either we had like I want to say maybe 24 girls and three boys. Mm. It was really female heavy, maybe because of the care side, I'm not sure. So what was your kind of numbers like and what kind of people did Camp America with you? Um, well, both of the ones I went to were very um, diverse. I mean, there was mostly Americans. I feel like the international people were maybe about 10, 20%, um, whereas the rest are Americans. And um, it was mixed, boy, girls, everybody was there. Um, yeah, no, it was it was really nice. The Americans, you know, they're super friendly. They want to show you everything. You know, if, if you know one that's got a car, it's really helpful. It's so handy, right? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it's a big place. Um, yeah, but usually, you know, they because they know you're not, you, you know, you know, you don't know what's going on. They want to show you everything and talk, take you around, which is good. Um, yeah, super friendly. It was good. Yeah. Was everyone from? I found that in England, a lot of them were from different parts of England. Like we had yeah. people from Ireland, oh, from Europe Bristol, too. Yeah, yeah. Like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a, a big um, amount of you know people from South America as well, and in like that kind of area, there's a whole bunch of people. That's nice. Yeah. Brilliant. It, it sounds like we've definitely had some similarities with them, um, considering we went to two different camps. Let's talk about a bit more of the boring side now before we go into a bit more about our experiences. How did you apply? Because I found it very long-winded. I remember feeling it was a real process. It was almost like jumping through hoops. I remember there were so many stages to it. You know, I had to go to the embassy in London. That took forever to queue and get my visa. I had to do the overseas police checks. I had to do the medical. And because I've got asthma, uh, and IBS and a few other things. I had to go through a real sort of rigmarole for that. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking it wasn't easy and obviously the camps pick you. You had to do the initial interview to get onto camp. Then there was looking at flights that they helped you with. But again, it was like, you need to pay this amount of money on this day, this mm -hmm. amount of money on this day. I remember thinking it was a real kind of effort to apply. So yeah. what was your experiences like in applying for both of them? Were they similar? Were they different? Yeah, the first time it was very much similar. Um, I think I wasn't placed in a camp until about four days before I was due to go. Wow. So the, you know, the whole waiting, am I going to get to go? Where yeah. am I going to go? I don't even know which camp I'm going to go to. Wow. And then finally I got an offer from one and uh, it sounded nice. So I took it and was flown out four days later it was, no, it was very last minute, <laughs> last minute it, yeah, it was stressful <laughs> and the whole you know you have to do the embassy and all of that stuff it was it is a process it's you, you got to be patient with it but um it is worth it it's good whereas the second time because it was a more 
a specific role. Mm -hmm. I was I got the job offer before I started the process of wow. the whole doing all of the visa and the interviews and all of that stuff. So it was easier because I'd already got the job. Yeah, and I knew where I was going and what I had to do, and I knew how to do the embassy stuff. I was abroad, so I did have to go to a foreign embassy, which was oh, a wow. big thing. That was as different. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So whereas the one in you know in London, especially, super easy mm. to, to go through to take you everywhere. But it is a process. Yeah, I remember as well. Did you have to go to? Did you have to go to? Um, I think once we'd done the embassy bit, we actually went and met our campers, our fellow uh, wor workers in a, in, a, in a kind of conference room in Manchester, I think it was. We all got an invitation to meet each other before we flew out, which was awesome. And people started to already make those bonds. Um, so although we flew, obviously, when it came to the departure day for camp, we obviously all flew individually, but we'd actually initially met in a conference room and it was like a training day. They had um, like a PowerPoint and they talked us through what to expect, but it wasn't just our camp. There was, it was basically um, categorised by type of uh, placement. So basically I got thrown in with five other camps for disability people. So there was one called Hunters, I remember, I always remember that name. They weren't obviously with us, but we just, we had all the training the same for disabled people. And then we obviously sectioned off into our camps. Yeah. And it was like those people at the airport and they're like, yeah. anyone for this one, anyone for this one? Uh, and we kind of grouped off. So that was a really nice day because we got to see a bit of what to expect. We got to ask some questions. We got to have initial bonding time. Um, but like I said, it was a bit silly in, in theory because we didn't actually see each other then until we got to Seattle. Um, so did you have anything like that? I never met anyone that was going to the camps that I was going to before, but we did have a, um, you know, a preparation mm -hmm. meeting thing in a, in a place and um, met other people that were going to camps, but I didn't meet anyone that was going to mine. So that okay. was a bit daunting, yeah. so I didn't meet anyone till I arrived in America. But, you, you know, it's exciting you know? and, and you're quite a friendly person so I'm sure you had no problem <laughs> making friends I think I was quite lucky because I got ch chosen quite early on and like you say there's nothing worse than it getting because I don't know if anyone anyone that's listened if you know how it kind of works but if you don't get chosen some people defer you into the next year because the camps choose you you sort of make a profile and say what your skills are and what you'd be suited to and then scout leaders mm. come and find you and offer you a place but you often have to have like um, a video interview so yeah there was one girl now you mention it there was one girl on the embassy day who said that not the embassy day sorry the prep day she'd still not been chosen and and they were like, oh, don't worry, someone will place you. They so do, that's quite yeah. daunting. They have a very high percentage of, of getting people placed. Like, it's mm. rare if you don't get yeah. picked. Um, they, they will find somewhere. But you have to be a bit brave because... A bit forward. Yeah, because you don't yeah. know where you're going to go. It is... Yeah. It's, it's, it is um, it's very daunting. But it... You know, that's part of the experience. You don't know what to expect. It's going to be fun. Sure. Definitely. And if you really don't like it, you can leave. That's always an option. <laughs> it, it is. Although I don't remember thinking it got to that point where they, they really didn't advise you to leave. And obviously you spend so much money, you kind of yeah, you you have to it, it out. Try, yeah. yeah, and it is worth it. It's so worth it. Let's talk about, because um, we've touched on a little bit about our experiences, but on the whole, if you had to kind of replay your... Uh, experience, want a better word, from the you know the sort of the beginning to the end. What was your experience like in both camps? If you can try and separate them for me, um, and you know what did you kind of take from it when you came back? What did you, what did you reflect on, and what did you learn from as a person? So the first time, um, I learned how adaptable I could be. 
mm. and how uh, well it really improved my organizational skills and just working with children in general and uh, being um, improvising and um, everything like that but the second time was just really fun because it was my own subject that I you know my own um, special skill that I was doing all the time so I really got to improve that plus learning how to teach children and children of all ages whereas the first time it was more of the, a specific age group so that was really fun um, yeah and it, it really brings you out because you get to meet those different people and it, you, you know it's such a great environment and everyone's really friendly and it's super enthusiastic and upbeat and because it's such a high energy job that you need to do it but you know you keep each other going and it's very motivational so you you know even when you have free time you still want to do things because there's so much to do mm -hmm. you know or you can have a nap oh yeah <laughs> only if you don't get caught yeah. <laughs> i see i had a very mixed bag of, of experiences i found mine very mixed because i i really enjoyed it and I, I often look back and think i'm so glad i did it but it wasn't always an easy ride and it was that was for numerous reasons i think I'd only really been exposed to disability, I suppose, in a teaching way. I'd never been, you know, in, in my personal experience, I'd never been a carer. I'd never had much medical background. My mum's a nurse, my aunt is a teacher, so I knew I was going to go in one of all the other camp. But um, yeah, I wasn't prepared, I don't think, for how strenuous it was and how much responsibility and how much ownership is on you for each camper. Mm. And just the medical side, I had to remember different people's meds, how many times a day. I mean, we did have a nurse on site who helped with that but you know I was forever writing things down and because of, I was cabin leader I knew I was kind of responsible and I, I didn't like that kind of burden that responsibility um you know I was accountable for all of my own campers um mm -hmm. And I found it very, yeah, very hard work, like you said, physically, emotionally, it drains you quite a lot. Um, but like you say, on the plus side, I met some amazing people. You'd be all these people from all different walks of life. You make long lasting friendships. You know, I've, I've, I've got one close friend in particular that I met there from Portsmouth and we've had numerous meetups ever since. You know, I, I've, I've left camp now six years and, you know, we've done a London West End show together. We've actually been to the Mamma Mia set in Greece together. We did a holiday together because we were crazy about Mamma Mia uh, and you do make lifelong friends but there's also that clicky aspect as well uh, if you think along the lines of Mean Girls I noticed there was a lot of people that were just clicking to each other and wouldn't really sort of branch out mm. and they were the people that either had similar interests or similar age uh, you know you don't get on with everybody obviously and you know but I remember thinking it was a real eye-opener and the way the Yankees work their system compared to us that American people have it very different They're medical um the way they work their conditions are very different to the the uk um and i remember thinking it, it really tested me as a person i really came back from that trip thinking i know now what i'm good at and where, where i'm not so good at and what i struggle with and um, so i feel for me it was a real mixed bag there was times of homesickness as i'm mm. sure there was for you yeah. there was times where i just missed basic things about home whether it was something silly like beans on toast or going to a gym mm. or you know home comforts um, and I got eaten alive quite a lot by the mosquitoes, wasn't really prepared for that. I've got the worst skin tone and type for all of that. 
Um, although it did my skin wonders, I did have less spots that year, which was amazing because I was constantly in the sun. Um, but yeah, my experience was very mixed and, you know, I would say people have to really think about what they want out of it and if it's worth it. Because financially, it's not cheap, you know. You, you, they might be paying you, but it's actually quite expensive, I found, initially to put the money up front. Um, so yeah, I would say it was a very mixed experience. Um, when I was there, I was really poorly in the first week. I think I was that exposed to, um, for want of a better word, personal care and bodily fluids. My system was quite low in immunity and I caught quite a few infections and I was quite ill in the first week. I remember I had tonsillitis and it was very, I was very shocked by how um, they treated me in terms of, I went I went straight into quarantine. I couldn't see people for a week. I had mm. meals brought to me, which makes sense in terms of not passing things on. But when you think I was a 25 year old, nine hours away from home on a plane, hadn't really met anybody, isolated by myself for a week, it was quite hard. And they wouldn't allow me to see a doctor in person. I ended up um, meeting a doctor over Skype. Um, and it's so true what they say about American people. They do often say, how are you paying? before what's wrong with you and I found that quite hard because obviously we're used to the NHS so yeah it was a real kind of mixed bag but thankfully I did recover within the week I did have the nurse on site come and check me out and that was my only really bad spell with health and um, I think it was just that initial exposure to things mm. I've not been exposed to before and like you said you know you are worked hard we were I was on duty day and night with mm. only two hours off every day like we said earlier so my body my brain it was obviously on the go all day all night um, and the, the weather was quite hot. I remember that because we'd obviously gone in the June to the August and some of those wheelchairs that are motorized are so heavy and we were expected to like push them up hills because the camp was very um, hilly. It wasn't very flat at all. Um, you know, it had different areas for different activities. And I tell you, I lost a lot of weight and I turned up quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, I've always been, like I say, quite slim, but it was, it really, really um, tested me physically. So yeah, I think compared to you, maybe it was a real mixed bag and, you know, you, know, you meet some people and you think they're a cup of tea or they're really not and obviously you clash with people mm. you know you live in you live in in the same cabin 24 7 with these people there's bound to be people you get on more well with than others and mm. um, lead on to that then let's talk a little bit about our strengths and weaknesses so I've, i think i've touched on a little bit about what mine were what did you kind of learn about yourself and was there a point on the camp where you thought I've realised I'm, I'm really good at this and this is something I could do in the future or oh my goodness like that was just terrible or I just found that so hard I don't want to be tested like that again or I couldn't do it or was there different parts of the camp where you felt was more for you and then other bits you just really struggled with? Um, I really, I felt my one of my strengths was just taking the amount of work in stride and getting really organised and just you know getting them all excited as to what they wanted to do and making sure they all got along. What I did struggle with is um, when they get really homesick because it's really sad and it's kind of hard to approach. And um, I had one who who was um, homesick that made her her um, you know she had a tummy ache because she oh, was so homesick. And it was like, oh, I have to go home because I <laughs> I feel sick. And it's like, oh well, you're advised not to. Um, give them that option they're not really you know they tell you not that they can't really call their parents because it kind of makes it worse yeah. so you have to just distract mm -hmm. and just distract and distract um which was quite challenging because it's upsetting you know yeah. and it kind of is catching because they you know <laughs> yeah. if they see another Hygiene. one well like i mean because like if one's sad then the other one oh. gets sad and then you know it, it kind of 
spread, so you don't want to really. It's like a that bunch game of like really sad tears. Yeah, so you have to like get them all hyped up, and that was quite challenging. Um, so yeah, distraction is the best <laughs> way to deal with that. Yeah, but um, no, other than that, it was just generally really good for me to mm. to get me, you know, out there and really, you know, work. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And I completely agree. I think, like you say, maybe um, I just I just wasn't. I remember thinking it wasn't what I expected. Not necessarily in a bad way, but I did come back that summer thinking I've worked so hard, and yeah. they do work you gruelingly so much. And I think because I was cabin leader, I knew I was only so aware that I had all these extra responsibilities. Mm. Um, but I did get a lovely week in New York as a holiday out of it at the mm. end, which was lovely. Oh, they do support you too. Like if mm. I was struggling, I did talk to other. You know, they they have leaders and supervisors and all that stuff mm. uh, if I was struggling with a particular thing mm-hmm. um, yeah they they do help you when they when they can even though they're they're running around running ragged seven as well yeah but it, you do help each other out mm. um, but I know what you mean when you said that they're a bit clicky it is mm. I mean that that can happen because it's um, usually you're stuck there and when a bunch of people are stuck in the same place it kind of People have their own little friendship groups, you know. Yeah. It can get a little like incestuous. Well. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit mean girls. Generally, it's a very friendly environment because the kids are always there and it's like, mm. just a really welcoming place. Um, yeah, being sick, that would be very homesick yeah massively so I found my patience was tested a lot and I mean that in numerous ways I'm not good without sleep and I'll be first to admit I am not good I'm one of these people I need me eight hours I do suffer from migraines I'm exposed to the sun or I've not slept enough so as you can imagine if I'm on duty 24 7 and I'm not getting that sleep I'm I don't want to say cranky because that's quite a negative word but I do not cope well at all I can't function properly without sleep and so there was a few times I really I remember instinctively thinking you've got to have a bit more patience today because it was either I was lacking in sleep or a kid was tantruming and it was something that they'd done over and over and I'm thinking can you not just cooperate but obviously you know they've got um, special needs um, but there was one night in particular I remember we decided to do an all-nighter which seemed like a good idea where we took them all out camping so we wanted to like camp under the stars but what no one prepared us for was that although America is hot at that time of year, it gets bitterly cold in the night. And we only had like a sleeping bag each. So we were trying to entertain seven kids times five cabin lots. So you had like seven kids in five different cabins. So I was trying to like keep them all, you know, is everyone cold, is anyone hungry? And then obviously you're trying to sleep through that. And then when one starts, like you said, another starts, or when one wakes, someone might have a fit or might have a seizure. Medically, it might be, you know, they might be having a seizure. So I remember thinking it was, needed a lot of patience there was one child in particular who was quite spoiled and I don't mean that in a rude way parents were quite you know I remember in particular didn't really treat her like a child treated her like an adult and she had a lot too much say in my opinion for a child and nothing you gave her was good enough and it got to a point where you felt like saying that's unappreciative and I've given you five different options and you aren't cooperating and then when that happens for seven days by day seven, you know, you are quite, you know, losing your will to live by that point. So I remember feeling quite pushed in patience, like you said, having that resilience, being adaptable is obviously key because anything could happen at any one time, particularly with accidents or personal care. Um, So let's kind of like 
round this up a little bit. So what would you say, Sammy, to someone who's listening today, who's been thinking about doing Camp America, doesn't know how to begin, how to get into it. What would you say to someone who wants to do it? What would be your advice or kind of like tips to bear in mind before you apply? Um, it is a lot of work, but it's definitely worth it. it um, it's so much fun and you get a lot out of it. I would bring home comforts with you. I brought so much tea bags, like <laughs> I bought chocolate. Yeah, chocolate as well. Chocolate's not the same. The American um, chocolate isn't no. the same. <laughs> you gotta bring some Cadbury's. Um Also, um, I don't know. Oh, I had a clipboard everywhere I went the first time because they all had, like you said, sometimes they have different medications and medical needs, and like there's other complications. One kid doesn't like this particular thing or is scared of something. You know, you get. Um, stuff like that. I took a lot of notes and made a lot of uh, things like that um, to so, so that it's not all in your head. So it's down there and then I don't have to worry about it. I can just get on with everything that needs to be done because like you said, like a million things can come up mm-hmm. at any one time. Um, and that kind of keeps you a little less stressed in your head with all that is going on. Um, and you can just enjoy it and go with the flow of all the madness <laughs> and have and have an experience yeah. um yeah I, i'm going to echo what sammy said there i would say if, if you're the kind of person that wants a brand new experience you love a challenge you are prepared to be resilient you are prepared to be flexible because you know like sammy was saying it you know you can plan and plan and plan till mm-hmm. the cows come home it won't always fall that way you have to be adaptable um if you want to go and see a bit of america and make some new friends and have a completely different experience definitely do it but I don't I think we were both in agreement when we echo you must be resilient if you're the kind of person that gives up easily or you're lazy you will not cut it and three months is a long time you know if you're not happy for example three months is a long time and it's totally normal to feel homesick we had a week off I think literally halfway through like the end of July or somewhere in July and we all some of my friends who I met there we all did a weekend just in Seattle on holiday and it was really funny it was like the domino effect because one by one we started to really miss home because it was the moment we'd all stopped we'd not stopped for six weeks easily and then we all rented I remember it was a motel in Seattle about seven of us went and one by one we were just saying how much we missed home and it was like we just it was almost like our brain going oh we're on holiday now oh hang on we've just worked for six weeks where's family it was really strange and we all had a bit of a a lull that week I remember Mm. it was literally like dominoes one after the other um but yeah, go for it. Life's for living. Last question, Sammy. Would you recommend Camp America? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. It's it's so much fun. Definitely worth it. It's an it's a experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it twice. So. Well, exactly. Can't <laughs> be too it's bad. It's great. Yeah. And I was actually thinking as well that I might go back because um, I did it when I was twenty five and I'm thirty one at the minute. So when I turned thirty five, after you know the ten year kind of thing, I thought I might try and go back and do a different camp, but this time not a disability camp. I'd rather do it elsewhere just to compare. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like I've grown as a person, and I've, I've never had anything in my life. I'd say I learned more in those three months than I did in three years at uni because you are being tested in so many different ways mentally emotionally physically 
Um, and you, you obviously have these, I do think things are sent to test us and trials in life in general, but particularly when you're so far from home and like you say, everything you know isn't there. Yeah. Um, one thing we did have though, we had a gorgeous uh, room just for the workers where we had unlimited Netflix, which was amazing if you had your two hours off, but apart from that, you didn't really see it. Oh, we had but a it bunch was awesome. of really old like tapes. That was it. Oh, no, we yeah. were lucky. We Mostly had Disney films, you know. <laughs> it was a little bit of uh, plus as well because we had like a kitchen and living room and you could chill yeah. in there when it wasn't your I think yeah. it was your duty when you went on night duty you could go and sleep there so that was really cool it's quite limited in terms of technology I would say on in general you know don't expect your phone to work yeah. for you to get yeah. internet everywhere usually there's like one place where you can get like Wi-Fi a hot spot. yeah and they're very like it's very hard to get it because everyone's trying to get it at the same time yeah. so I remember that if, I think... you're, if you're thinking like oh I oh that's fine I can just message home every day like um, <laughs> think again might not <laughs> yeah I think we had within your two hours were you allowed so in that two hours I remember it was like a wonder woman I used to run for the one hour every day yeah. and then the other hour this it sounds so funny now but I'd either be shaving my legs yeah things like that Shower. ringing home <laughs> facetiming showering these things that we take for granted every yes. single day in the UK they were treated as special time because when you are working 24 7 with people with disabilities you have no time for yourself mm. that was another thing i found hard personal space i'd be getting changed in the bathroom and someone would be screaming they needed me and you just never had any privacy and i found yeah. that quite hard sleeping arrangements you'd be woken up by a camper and if you were having a private moment or a person you know if you were upset yourself or you'd had a bad dream or something you felt you were exposed to everybody yeah. i remember that lack of privacy was quite hard even shaving in the shower there was someone next or having a full-blown argument or a conversation you'd be there trying to shave it was just you know the things we take for granted but Sammy thank you so much for coming in today and for sharing that because I've certainly learned a lot let let alone the viewers who you say viewers the listeners who are maybe thinking about doing Camp America um so thank you so much I hope you've enjoyed um hearing about my experiences and if you're listening and you're thinking about doing it do it don't hesitate do it just make sure that you are prepared for the challenge is what i'd say definitely super worth it so much fun so much fun (laughs) okay so that's my um this is my podcast today for the all talk show Uh, stay tuned and i'll be back with you uh, next time where i might talk about something a bit more entertainment related stay tuned